Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Breaking Western Podcast. We are in season five. five. <laughs> are you added a little spice oh, to that? Sorry, one. I just wanted a little run in oh, there. She's feeling fancy. A little today. Mariah moment. Uh, we're in season it. five. <laughs> we're talking to the pears and the pards of the Western industry. Abby, who do we have on today? Well, we have a very dynamic duo today. They're a husband and wife team, Rachel and Jordan Briggs, and they are the pair behind the Southeastern Cowboy Network, if you've heard of it. Who we I love. Would, I hope you have. <laughs> um, but if you haven't, they're a media outlet that promotes and supports really all things rodeo and Western throughout the Southeast United States, which we just learned uh, for them is actually like the SEC, the Southeastern Conference for Football, all of those states. How fun. Um, and they have an IG, Instagram, IG. An IG. So weird. Ooh, she's fancy to say that. <laughs> An Instagram community of over, are you right, 40,000 followers. So <laughs> um, if you're anything like me, you probably can't look away from the funny but really like cringeworthy or nerve-wracking <laughs> videos of rodeo wrecks and just like wild the stock. Bull poker videos. Yeah. I know, like I love to see it, but also I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> so we're stoked to have them on today and to really talk about how they built this platform and what it takes to make their relationship work on both a personal and professional level. So we're going to get, we're going to get down and dirty, really real. <laughs> Rachel and Jordan, how are you? We are glad to be here. We're stoked to have you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, when we first saw your page, we got to find a way to get these, these two on here and uh, can't think of a more perfect reason. <laughs> and it's been a long time coming. I has. feel like we were like trying to get them on around NFR and then it turns out they were really busy during NFR and Weird. we were, I don't know what we were doing, but I wanted to say like we were, <laughs> <laughs> we were busy. We're just, keeping um, ourselves busy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, it's a blessing and a curse with NFR. I mean, I feel like the internet is such a strange place that that's like the one get together where we can see so many people that we've connected with online, um, in person for like the first time. And you try to make it work with everyone you can, but man, it's a short amount of time with people coming and going and trying to make it all work. Absolutely. And everybody's so close because we've hung out on the internet all year round. And so we have so much. There's only so many meals and beverages to be had in Vegas. Maybe. I don't know. So how did you guys get your start? Did the Southeastern Cowboy Network, I'm assuming it didn't come first. I'm assuming you guys came first, your partnership. Chicken and the egg. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. So we were both actually riders at Dolly Parton Stampede um, in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee back in the day. And that's how we met. And we started dating, got engaged, got married. Um, so we were working together from the start. Oh, Aww. very cool. A little Dolly love story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I proposed at the end of one of our shows. You can see that uh, wonderful thing on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. We had a lot of people there that were friends and family and uh, I planned it so that Rachel wouldn't know that it was happening and she didn't even expect me to propose at the time. No, clueless. And uh, people still to this day when I tell them that they're like, what would you have done if she said no? And I said, well, <laughs> first I wouldn't ask her in front of a thousand people if I think there's a chance she's saying no. <laughs> they like cut the lights and turn yeah, up the music. Like a going, really oh, slow. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wild. Sorry, there was just a brief technical yeah, malfunction. So I'll be back on in a minute. <laughs> and that's very that's impressive. Amazing. That's hard to pull off to 
like a full surprise for someone. Oh, I was so clueless, you guys. It was <laughs> actually, I, I hate surprises. Jordan knows that. Um, <laughs> there were like things leading up to it that I could have had a little bit of a clue, but I was still so clueless. Like he literally rode up and I'm on my horse. He, I'm like tunnel vision. Like what is happening? They don't talk about riders at the end of the show. And looks like you're leaving. I was like, are they forcing me into retirement? What is happening here? <laughs> he rides up and he goes, get off your horse. And I literally go, no, <laughs> but I did anyway. <laughs> but it's just such a wild situation. Um, and my family was there. Um, his parents were there. He had, um, some church friends there and they videotaped and photographed the whole thing. So he really pulled out all the stops. He did good. Oh, so that's, that's so when the media portion started. <laughs> yeah, no, Jordan's always had such a marketing brain, man. He's like, I'm kind of the more structured individual. And I even have a marketing degree, which is funny. Um, but Jordan is like creative ideas all the time. And that's kind of what started our talks about Southeastern Cowboy Network. He always comes to me with ideas and we were going to a bunch of local rodeos after we left Dixie and we had all of our evenings and weekends back. Um, and we would see things on Facebook after they happened. And we were like, why we would have gone to that. We would have paid to go and watch and, you know, have a ticket. And we didn't find out about it till after the fact, because we just saw that there was a huge gap online for rodeos in the Southeast, um, advertising and, and getting it promoted well. So Jordan came to me with an idea of like, Hey, what if we created something, an outlet of just a centralized location that if someone in the Southeast wants to go see a rodeo, a Western type horse show, ranch show, um, cutting horse show, anything like that, if we can help maybe streamline some of that, uh, what do you think about that? I said, let's do it. I think that it's a huge gap in the industry and we've definitely found that to be true. Right. And there's a huge demographic in this area for it. It's just a matter of getting the word out there. Well, I mean, here in locally in Tennessee, you'll see signs, you know, on corners that says, oh, rodeo in White Pine two weekends away. But like, that's all that the people that are driving around that street are the only ones seeing it. Right. And so it it's just not good. You know, you're not getting the full audience you could be. Yeah, in our area, we don't have a PRCA backing. There's not a lot of, of those rodeos. You know, we'll have the PRCA in Kissimmee, and there's one actually in Franklin, Tennessee, coming up in the next few weeks here. But outside of that, most of the rodeos around here are going to be IPRA rodeos. And they're, they're, they're really entertaining rodeos with some great, talented announcers and rodeo clowns and uh, competitors. And the people that put those on, most of the time, it's just a family organization, and they've been doing it for years, but they just don't have that marketing background. They don't have the social media background. And, uh, you know, to be blunt, they don't have a marketing budget to put behind it. So most of the time they'll go to that area and sell their sponsorships and advertising local businesses, which is fantastic. You know, that grassroots is important, but in today's time for the younger demographic to catch on to it with everybody shopping online and being in social media all the time, that's where they're really going to find out about it. So we wanted to take that and really get that out to the community and the best way to really do that was to build a platform first that had a fan base that would then see the ads. So kind of our main mode of getting that out is we, we obviously post a lot of rec videos and a lot of really great rides and stuff that's, you know, shock worthy that people are going to share and, and want to see. And then growing that audience to, you know, just over 40,000 recently, uh, you know, that's a pretty good audience for our area. And uh, we post the rodeo announcement 
leading up to the weekend, the week of the event on our Instagram and our stories. And then our Facebook is primarily shared events. So you'll, you go to our Facebook, you're going to mostly see advertisements for these events. You go to our Instagram, you're going to see a lot of funny and extreme content. <laughs> this is true. And we're here for it. <laughs> we love it all. So then I'm wondering if you can walk us through that. You had this idea you, you had a sense of how you wanted to build up a community or platforms for this, but how did that actually play out in terms of assigning tasks or coming up with a plan to do this? So it really, it, when we first began, um, it was, I guess, right at the beginning of the pandemic, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> Jordan and, got laid off. <laughs> yeah, I got laid off, and which I was in tourism at the time in group yep. sales. So the first thing that went in tourism was group travel. Yep. And then shortly behind that, a lot of the, the folks in the tourism industry got you know laid off. Um, so during that time, I had a, a lot of free time, a lot of creative time. And I started the page and just started trying to figure out what worked and uh trying to kind of find our way through the social mm-hmm. media wilderness, if you will. And a friend of ours that was the president of the East Tennessee Cutting Horse Association uh, came to us and he was like, hey, we're, we're still having our show, but we're trying to find a way to keep you from crowding around the judges table and, and the sign sheets and all that. So we kind of put our heads together and uh, came up with the uh, plan to live stream the event and to uh, broadcast the draws and the results on a social media channel that way we could be you know COVID friendly and still have the event and that went over extremely well and uh from that I'm kind of getting ahead of your question there but from that we actually met another cutting horse trainer who had a show series of his own and that developed our business side of it just a little bit and now we manage the social media for the tobacco road futurity cutting horse series as well as ttb cutting horses uh his personal training page so from that we developed that and and, uh that part of the business and uh you know most of this has been informal and it's just been us trying and and trial and error and seeing what works and you know we found quite a few things and then i I won't take all the credit for our success because we do have some great friends that we've met along the way who have been more than willing to help us i mean that's the rodeo world that's that you know cowboy way You, you help the folks around you and uh a guy named Cody Brewer, uh, you may have heard of before. He actually is the founder of the Coastal Cowboy Ranch Rodeo uh, social media page. And he was also on the Ultimate Cowboy Showdown. Um, he actually uh, got with me at one of the bull ridings around here and had a conversation with me and gave me some pointers. And, and uh, that really helped us mm-hmm. when he gave us that uh, guide. But ultimately, it's just kind of you know, we've filled needs in the market as they've arrived. So we, our plan was never to live stream cutting horse shows, but man, that's a huge need. We get, I mean, inquiries all the time on our website of people like, can you please come live stream the show? And we're like, we have other full-time jobs. You know, this is kind of our fun side thing that, you know, we get to be involved in the Western world um, beyond our you know, career jobs. So did you guys grow up um, around the rodeo industry? Yeah, I, I did a good bit um, until I was around 12. Um, the area I'm from Northeast Tennessee, we didn't have a whole lot of youth rodeo. Um, and, you know, back in, back in those days, there wasn't really the internet. So you were getting everything by word of mouth. And uh, I ended up joining the Mid-Atlantic Junior Rodeo Association and rode until I was 12. 
And then uh, my family had uh, some hard times and the rodeo and is not cheap. So that was kind of the first thing that was cut was our rodeo travel. So I didn't get to do that much more. Um, but grew up loving it ever since I was the, a very young age. And we had horses after that and, and did a lot of things. But uh, the rodeo side was always a passion of mine. Rachel grew up around horses in uh, Northern Virginia, yep. but she was more on the, uh, I, I sometimes say that I was on the cowboy side <laughs> and she was on the classy side. Yeah, I grew up showing horses. Um, so I show primarily primarily showed Western horses, um, but I showed quarter horses, Appaloosas, POAs. Um, so I came kind of from the blingy Western pleasure horsemanship end of things. So uh, now that we kind of focus more on, you know, ranch shows and Mary cutting horse shows and those kinds of things, it kind of really marries the two passions that we have. And, and I love rodeo, obviously, too. So our side of things, too. Yeah, we both grew up um, showing all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the day <laughs> of matching pearl snaps. and <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Head to toe. Yeah. Absolutely matching. Man, Mobetta was king <laughs> when I was in. That's, you know, you have the shirts, four panels, and oh. I, I still have mine, actually. And yeah. uh, we did a Garth Brooks concert recently, and I uh, wore a, a actual original Mobetta shirt to that event and oh incredible <laughs> that is a treasure and now it's all back in style all, again exactly <laughs> style is cyclical <laughs> and Garth is forever and Garth is forever <laughs> <laughs> something's never <laughs> yeah, he ain't going down till the sun comes up <laughs> <laughs> so then this sounds like this is very much a part of your life for both of you and like who you are, how you've grown up and you kind of have to incorporate it or balance it between your, your career jobs. And then this, you know, more fun, I guess, side, side venture. Uh, so how do you separate that work and that life or do you at all? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Is there such thing as balance? I don't think so. Um. I, have not, I have not personally experienced that. <laughs> yeah, that, we we try to incorporate them together as much as yep. possible. I, uh, you know, obviously we worked for the Stampede for, for a long time. Rachel was there during college and that was, uh, we performed together and then mm -hmm. I moved into marketing for them, did that for a few years and then I moved into group sales for them. And uh, the pandemic, uh, when I got laid off for that, uh, I went out of the market for a little while and worked for a, a, a loan company. And then whenever we started to pick back up here, uh, the person that I worked for at Stampede, my direct boss, went to the company that I'm with now uh, called Skyland Ranch. And his first call was to me. And he was like, I know the exact cowboy we need for this job. So he hired me to come in as their director of sales and marketing there. So that has been able to give me the opportunity to really work in, not necessarily in the Western world, but in our tourist world in the most Western way possible. So everything that we do is ranch themed. It's all marketing around horses and, and cowboy style marketing campaigns. So that really gives me the opportunity to go into the realm of marketing that I'm most passionate about. And then Rachel, after college, she went into the wonderful, exciting world of cardboard sales. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and recently she actually has been able to go back into her passion side a little bit with animals. And she yep. now works for a, an animal health company. Yep. So I get to go see puppies and kitties all day uh, at different vet clinics. So it's pretty fun. Wow. What a dream. That is very sweet. 
<laughs> so you mentioned the live streams. Um, what are some other things that are kind of un fall under the umbrella of the Southeastern Cowboy Network? And then also, you know, how do you guys divide those? Obviously looking at like your strengths and your different backgrounds, but what does that kind of look like day to day? Um, the, we don't necessarily have to do something every day other than just managing the social channels. But a lot of what we do is um, we'll do flyers for people. We'll do social media posts. Uh, for instance, we work with a rodeo client. His name's Dalton Morris. And uh, his Instagram handle would be the Disco Dalton. And I do uh, calendar posts for him and different things like that. And uh, we work with a freestyle bullfighter that's from our area. His name's Dalton No. Um, he fights in the UBF a lot. And we'll do the same for him. And then... We ventured into the agent side just a little bit with him and negotiated a sponsorship deal uh, for him with the Western store here in the area. And uh, so we, we've tried to kind of just help where we can. We, we mm -hmm. want to support individuals in rodeo. We want to support rodeo as a whole. Um, so really any chance we get to work with folks, we kind of jump at the opportunity, um, especially on those things we can do from home uh, because that doesn't take us away from our job. The, uh, the last year, that's a little more time consuming we'll have to leave and travel for those and that's that's not the easiest thing especially in today's world with diesel prices the way they are pulling a living quarter horse trailer to a horse trailer, uh is not the most profitable thing but you know it's it's a labor of love so really just any opportunity we have to lend our our talent to people and uh, you know we're not we're not the best in the world. We're no Randy Kateri or anything like that, but you know, we're trying and we want to help where we can and do our part. Yeah. And even more so into that, I mean, talk about dividing tasks. Jordan is 100% the creative end. He's the one that does the flyers. He's the one that he's even done some logos for some people. Um, but he always looks at me and he's like, okay, look at this. What does it look like? And I'm like, it's busy or it needs this or try moving this there. So I'm definitely more of like the organized person but he's definitely more of the creative so we're really a good complement and a good team on that kind of thing um I'm the one that's reminding him hey did you reach out to so and so on this you know and those kinds of things I'm definitely more the organizational end and he's definitely more the creative end um so that's kind of how we divide and conquer a little bit yeah, but it's she, definitely a team effort she's 100 my memory i, I don't <laughs> yes, remember names yeah. i remember faces i am the cloud <laughs> I, I, can, I can remember uh, the route to drive without looking at the map from one time through it but other than that i, I can rely on her for all of that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was just reading something maybe yesterday where there was a, a pair who worked together who were talking about one person being the lumberjack who just like goes in and attacks the tasks and like cuts things down gets it ready and the other person is the the carpenter who like comes and refines mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. so it's it's interesting to see that like playing out in relationships all over the place and like figuring out maybe which side of that you are or where you can best uh yes. sure. to yeah. when it comes to fashion con Content. I'm 100% the photographer and she's 100% oh, yeah. the model. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> oh, I love that. So then what's been your biggest learning moment together throughout all of this, especially in your working dynamic? I know you said this, I can't believe this has only been like a two, two year years. venture yeah. for you guys. Yeah. So I'm sure that's, it's come with a lot of twists and turns. Yeah, it's just, I mean, some of the biggest learning moments have just been how much I don't know. And, mm -hmm. and how much there yes. is to learn. I mean, there, I work with a lot of really talented people in, in my daytime industry and a lot of people that 
um, have been doing it for decades. And I think just the, I don't know that there's one learning moment I can point to, but it's just every time we do these things, I learn a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And the more I do it, the more I see and the more I understand, you know, when it comes to being creative, there's always a new path to go down with it that could be completely different than the direction you've gone before. So, you know, there, there's not necessarily been one specific moment, but there's, man, so much to learn. Yeah. And I love that about it. I know that, you know, social media, good or bad is always changing a little bit. So it's definitely anytime you think you think you've got something figured out, you definitely don't. Um, very humbling, <laughs> but um Yeah. And and something else too, I think is huge for us is communication. We, I don't know if it's because we started our relationship working together. Uh, We do better when we're together and communicating over communicating um, versus when we're apart, if we're dividing and conquering, that's where we can find some issues because we don't do as good communicating being like, I've got this handled. Hey, did you get this handled? Hey, do you need this? Um, So it's, it's a lot of that. Even if it's asked, seems like you're over asking questions, it's worth it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. So what is your, I think, I mean, I think that in itself is excellent advice advice. to any relationship, any business partnership, but especially couples doing business together. But is there anything else that you would tell somebody that's looking to get into um, a joint venture like this? Uh, If your passions align, Mm -hmm. that's probably the most helpful part of all of it. And if you have complementary skills. Yes. I mean, you know, like she said, the more we talk, the better we get along <laughs> when we're, when we're apart, that's the only time we really have any kind of grind, but the fact that we both love it so much. And mm-hmm. I think because we both love different aspects of it, it, it really works so well. And, you know, Rachel, she, she loves the fashion part of the, the rodeo world. And I like it too. I mean, I, I like to dress up. And she's really good at putting that stuff together. And I think that we both like that area, but we both have different strong suits mm-hmm. and those work so well together. And when I forget things, Rachel remembers. So I can lean on her for so much of that. And then it takes a lot off of me. Yeah. I think that's an important, important point to, to mention is you need to be able to lean on that person. You need to be able to trust that person and, and that, you know, they've got your best interest at heart always um, for sure. And when you're going into a joint venture, you have to have the same vision for it. Um, I know we've been kind of ebb and flow with this and just been like, how can we help? But that's where our passion lies. How can we be involved and how can we help? Where can we plug in? Uh, So I think that maybe the path looks a little bit windy, but that's part of it. Um, And definitely it's trial and error along the way. Down with that person maybe and just having a, a discussion or just a, like a really honest conversation from the start about what is this look where like? you're going? Right. Yeah. What's your right. end goal? Right. Do, you, do you share that same passion? Because if you do, then you can work out that stuff along yeah. the way. That's just kind of like noise, or maybe that's the little curve in the road mm-hmm. on, on your path to that end goal. Ah, how I love beautiful. that. Dreams are, if I have thoughts, I'm not shy about talking to mm-hmm. them and no, talking to Rachel about them. And I, I think <laughs> that's probably uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people that have trouble talking about that stuff, you know, like, you know, guys aren't into sharing their feelings and all that stuff. But I mean, I, I genuinely share everything with Rachel and I think that helps us stay on the same page a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't always feel the same thing about or the same way about something all the time. And it's, it's hard for somebody to keep up with you if you're 
not sharing that with them. So, yep. you know, obviously everybody's like communication is key, but you know, sometimes that looks different to different people and yes. just sharing your thoughts, even if they're not the final thought is just helpful because when you're trying to be creative and when you're trying to go down new avenues and do things you haven't done before, if I'm sharing my thoughts with Rachel or sharing just ideas with her, she can finish the thought sometimes for me and help me think about the piece I'm missing. And I don't even know mm -hmm. I'm missing. So it's just sharing things and don't be afraid to talk about them and having somebody that you're not uncomfortable sharing your thoughts with, even if you're like, I'm not sure if this is a good idea or not. I want to know what they think about it. And that person being genuine about it, it's so helpful. Yeah, that's a fact. And that's what, that's where it comes down to. Like communicating well, being able to trust that person. Like you, you've got to be able to lay your cards on the table. And I think that's what we do well, obviously, because we're married and we share everything, but you know, Jordan's my best friend ultimately in the day, end of the day. So we get to share a lot of things together when it comes to marriage, friendship, business. Um, and I really love that. And I, there's not anyone else I'd want to do that with. Lordy, I was going to say, heart. if you guys weren't already married, I'd say you'd make a great you couple. <laughs> you would make a <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Lord. That's awesome. So tell the people where they can find you online and also um, how they find where you're at for events. So uh, Southeastern Cowboy Network on Facebook and Instagram, we have a website. Um, I wouldn't worry about going there right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's not updated. <laughs> that that task is a little more than that I, I enjoy. So yeah. that's, if there Genius. is a, uh, there's definitely a weakness, but I would say one of the weaknesses is the website. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of web design. Um, <laughs> don't, don't judge us by our website. But uh, <laughs> We are on TikTok. In this episode, <laughs> don't go. <laughs> we are we are on TikTok. We don't have a lot of stuff up there yet, and the same with YouTube. Um, we have plans to try to expand the YouTube. Yep. Uh, and and get that up where we can actually live stream on there. Uh, a lot of the folks in the cutting horse world aren't on social media, but they can pull up YouTube and watch it without an account. So that's that's kind of where we're attempting to shift our live streams to but we have to get to the follower uh, threshold for that to be available to us. Um, but we, you know, we're all on all the socials and uh, we, we have a Twitter as of a week ago. So <laughs> we're going to start putting some stuff out there probably as well. Um, but you know, if we, uh, if you're in the Southeast and you have events, we would love to share them. Uh, you yes. can send those to us, just DM us on Instagram or Facebook. If you have flyers, send those over. If you don't and you just have the information, send that over and I'll, I'll throw something together and put it up there. Um, if you're looking for creative flyer design, I can do that too. We can talk about that. Just get in contact with us and we'd love to work with you. But uh, if you, like I said, if you have events, that's what we're here for. That's why we exist is to share those and help promote those to the entire region. Well, beautiful. Wow. So everyone, especially all in the Southeast, head to Southeastern Cowboy Network on all of the socials Not at the this com. point. Don't go to the Don't dot com, to the but com. go to the socials. You <laughs> won't regret it. And they'll probably have something that uh, strikes your fancy. So 
Thank you so much, Rachel and Jordan, for being with us today. I feel like Angela and I are selfishly doing this season because we get to learn um, from from everyone else as a self-proclaimed, as an aspiring dynamic duo. When they were talking about, like, getting ideas out there, I always tell Abby that I just give her ideas and then she fertilizes, like, the good part. (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. Give her the absolute BS of the world in my mind and then she makes it beautiful. (laughs) That's awesome. She she is an absolute the lumberjack I, yes. <laughs> and I'm a, carpenter. A, a thousand percent that's enough. listen it takes one of each for sure in a dynamic yeah, it, takes, it takes all kinds so thank Absolutely. you so much for being with us today it was it was a real treat everybody go check them out southeastern cowboy network and we will see you next week for another episode of the breaking, breaking western, western we've never done that before well we can do it that, now. Was, hard. that was a lot of words we'll work on it for next week <laughs> we'll see y'all then